Hi everybody, welcome to Vibe Check. My name is Shreya. And my name is Adia, and we're two brown girls from the suburbs of Chicago bringing you information on current events through the eyes of teenagers. So before we get started, I just want to talk about why we're doing this. We feel like there's so much going on during high school, like you're in clubs and sports, so a lot of teenagers, they're, sometimes they're out of touch with reality or they don't really have time to watch the news. And when we do watch or read the news through normal outlets, it's sometimes tinted with the perspective of older people that just don't see the world in the way we do and think the way we do. And that's why we're sitting with you guys today. So today we want to talk about something that's affecting every single person in the world right now, uh, regardless of age, color, or gender, or even our sexual orientation. Welcome to... Episode one of Vibe Check and COVID-19 Coronavirus has pretty much turned our lives upside down. It is really scary to think that there are over 500,000 cases in the U.S. as of right now. I just found a stat that said that the U.S. was the first country to report over 2,000 deaths in one day due to COVID-19. Obviously, we've had a lot of stuff canceled, the most important one being school, um, our school's e-learning right now, as I'm sure a bunch of you guys are. I actually don't know of any schools in the country that are open right now. Um, we've also had a bunch of competitions cancel. We've been working so hard all year for two state competitions that got canceled for me and Shreya. Sports have been canceled. I'm a theater kid, so our productions were canceled. And me and Shreya actually had a dance performance that we've been working really hard for that got canceled literally less than 24 hours before it was supposed to happen. Um, for seniors all over the country, prom, graduation, all that stuff has been canceled. So our heart really goes out to the class of 2020. We're here for you guys. For the class of 2021, obviously the SAT and the ACT have been canceled until I don't even know when. Do you know when the next SAT? It's supposed to be June, but I really wouldn't be surprised if that one was canceled too. So yeah, practically every extracurricular has been canceled too. So the college admissions process is going to be very interesting and nothing like it's been in the past. In fact, many big schools such as BU and I think all the UCs have become test optional. So this is going to place a much heavier importance on things that go on your application like your teacher recs and the essays, you know, stuff that we can control. Um, another little known fact, if you guys are taking AP tests, you can opt out of your test without like a, like a fee and you'll automatically get a three on it. So that's never happened before, and I'm low-key considering doing that for some of my classes, but anyway, yeah. that's enough to talk about college. My dad has been on my back about starting college essays, which I don't know why I expected anything different because I'm brown. But anyway, um, while we're really blessed to be staying at home, even though this has been really hard, um, there are people who are risking their lives every day. Um, New York City is quickly becoming the epicenter for COVID. 19 not only in the United States but all over the world it's really scary to think that a city so close to home is affected so much um, we want to thank all the healthcare workers that are doing their part um, we thought it would be really cool to talk to a doctor especially one on the front lines at New York City and we're so blessed to have Dr. Sabna Jareth talking a little bit about her experience so really quickly um, can you just tell us your name your profession and where you work Hospital um, in psychiatry. 
Brookdale's a uh, Brookdale Hospital is a hospital um, out in Brooklyn, New York. It's um, in an area called Brownsville, which um, you know it's kind of um, um, more of an impoverished sort of neighborhood. So we see some sick patients. Okay, thank you. Um, so I know you're working from home right now, but when you go to the hospital, how do you, as a doctor, keep yourself safe and your family safe and your patients safe? Well, um, you know, right now with everything going on, we're, whatever information we get from CDC websites and otherwise, we try to follow those protocols um, to keep ourselves safe, safe, our family safe, um, uh, unfortunately, that was initially changing a little bit uh, day after day. But as of now, you know, we try to um, keep masks on even while working in the hospital. Um, we're not interacting with uh, COVID positive patients in the outpatient clinic where I've been working. But um, just to maintain safety, we keep our mask on. We encourage uh, the patients to come to see us to keep a mask on. Um, we're trying for the most part patients um, uh, who urgently need care. Uh, otherwise, we try to see them, um, we try to do phone sessions with them over the phone for patients who are more stable. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, as you mentioned before, you're working in the outpatient clinic. So, how are things for patients um, in the hospital that aren't suffering from COVID-19? And how does the pandemic like affect them I guess for the patients that aren't yeah well um you know it is it is challenging for those that aren't because uh, their access to care has definitely been diminished um they don't feel safe coming in the hospital unless they absolutely need to um in terms of picking up medications they don't feel um you know, not all of them feel safe uh, to go do so, especially like um, older patients or patients with other medical comorbidities. They have a harder time doing so. So um, they're definitely being affected. Um, on a medical standpoint, uh, patients that are coming to the hospital are really uh, sick. Normally they would probably come into the hospital a lot earlier, but um, given that everyone's trying to avoid uh, exposure to the virus, they're kind of holding off on treatment. Okay, that makes so, sense. Um, what are you as a doctor doing to cope with the stress of all of it? Because it's definitely increased the stress on everybody, but um, as a doctor, what are you doing to kind of cope with it all? Well, um, you know, I've, I, I can say that... Uh, you know, as, as somebody who um, works in, in the mental health uh, department, um, the mental health side of medicine, I can say it's really important to try to uh, focus on your own health, uh, both physical health uh, as well as your mental health. Um, you know, whatever it takes to keep seeing, you know, when I'm not in the hospital, I, I try staying connected to my friends, family, even if I can't see them in person. Um, you know, I watch some comedy TV, you know, junk TV, uh, just to kind of, um, distract myself from what's going on. 
Um, you know, and and I think it's I think it's really important for everyone to t- take some time for themselves uh, during all this because especially when you're working in that environment, it really starts to take a toll on you. Um, I mean, that's that's what I would suggest. You know, just staying connected to people as much as you can. Okay. Um, really quickly, just a last question that we have. Um, I know this isn't as prevalent because you aren't working directly with people um, who are suffering from COVID-19, but just looking back, is there anything that we could have done as like a whole um, to kind of prevent this or make it so that it wasn't as bad? And what? how can we in the future, I guess, prevent this, something like this from happening again? Well, um, I mean, my personal standpoint, I think, you know, um, infections are something that happen and that they occur. I don't think anyone could have thought that um, something, uh, an infection such as this would take such a um, catastrophic toll on, on the world. Um, but but given the, the information that I feel we received early on coming from China, I think we should have taken... Uh, some of that information more seriously. I think we underestimated how much um, globalization has occurred, you know, in this world, and um, that whatever happens in other countries, it really does affect us. We are, at the end of the day, part of uh, the same planet, and we have to, to take that into account, that what happens on the other side can happen here, and take that information seriously. Um, I think in terms of uh, healthcare, I think having um, access to, uh, you know, uh, certain equipment uh, that we take for granted, I, I think we should have a more surplus, uh, surplus of that, those supplies, uh, especially knowing what we now know. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just I just don't think we should take um, things for granted so much. That would, you know, that would be my advice. Okay, great. Um, Those are all the questions that um, I have. So thank you so, so, so much for doing this for us. Next week, Dr. Jareth is going to go to the medical wing to literally work for with people who have coronavirus treating patients because New York City is so short on staff and personal protective equipment and stuff like that. Really quickly, before we move on, I just wanted to touch on something that Dr. Jareth said. She talks about how scary it is that our world is so globalized and connected now. Obviously, we've never had to deal with anything like this in the past, but the fact that our world is so connected during this global pandemic definitely has had a huge impact on it. Um, but yeah, anyway, thank you so much. In addition to healthcare workers risking their lives every day to help, we wanted to thank our everyday heroes as well. Grocery store employees are still going to work every single day, and we have one here to tell us about her experience working during this global pandemic. So before we start, I was wondering if we could have your name and your age as well as where you work. Uh, my name is Dari Nakri, and I'm 18 years old, and I work at Target by Woodfield. Okay. When, so when did you start working at Target, and, like, why did you start? I started working at Target when I, tur- when I turned 16, so around June, June. And the reason why I started working is because I wanted to feel independent and be able to 
buy things and not depend on my parents all the time. So despite everything that's going on with like Corona, why do you continue to like work at Target? Like, you know how the exposure there can be quite high. So I want to find it. I want to be able to financially support my parents as well as myself. And although I'm exposing myself almost every day, it's just like, I get the sense of like, I'm an essential worker. So it's kind of fun having that feeling that you're, that's amazing. you're working for a better cause. Thank you so much, by the way, for everything. Of course. Thank you. If you're comfortable with sharing, has Target, like, given their employees any benefits or any, like, salary changes? Have they said anything about their employees um, with everything that's going on? For the salary, normally we would make 13 an hour, but as of right now, they change it to 15. Um, I'm not too sure about how it works if you were to leave. The, because of the virus but um i'm sure they're it, it's always like something new so i don't know if they change the way that works so if you have like some sort of or if you get paid if you leave okay so how have you been protecting yourself you know your parents at home your family like when you get home from target how, how have you been protecting yourself um, usually we are required to wear gloves. Mask is optional, but every time I get home, I leave my shoes outside in the garage and my, my parents make me wash my hands with soap and water mm-hmm. every time I get back. And I put my clothes in one spot, preventing it to, oh, that's from good. touching other things. That, yeah, that makes sense. So during all of this, what's been like the hardest part of your job? Do you think anything's changed from before and now? What do you think's been the hardest? The hardest part, I believe, was limiting the things guests can buy because a lot of them do put up a fight in wanting what they want. And it's, it is sort of annoying, but, like, you have to get by. And it's kind of – everyone has a different reason to why they need it. And no matter the cause, you have to treat everyone equally and restrict them from buying more. Has the environment, I guess, at Target changed? Do you think it's it's – more stressful or is is it more hostile or how would you explain it like is there have you felt any change in the type of people coming in the environment in general um we do have a lot of younger folks coming in because a lot of them have lost their jobs so they're trying to find new ones and Mm -hmm. i feel like nowadays it's people have been sort of laid back because we are putting we can kind of are risking our lives having to work every day and put ourselves expose ourselves to the virus have you had any like weird encounters like the shoppers that are coming in are they kind of understanding that you know you guys are you guys are choosing to work instead of like staying at home like have there any been have there been any interesting or like weird encounters you've had with shoppers in the last month or so we do have a lot of guests who are understanding but a lot of them there are a lot of interesting stories I have but one was there was a woman we have a we had a limit on diapers which was at least one because it was so high on demand but um we wouldn't we couldn't give her she bought way too many so we were restricting her from taking at least 12 boxes but she what was that 12 boxes that's yeah yeah and like I her reason was understandable like I understand that she was having her daughter was having twins and she didn't know what size would would work best, and she came from far away. But yet we wanted to be fair and 
tell her she couldn't do it. She did, and just because she was Asian, she started calling us racist because she was assuming that just because she's Asian, we're not letting her take more than one. And she started pointing fingers on how we were being racist to her, treating Caucasians exclusively. But um, after talk, bringing the manager, managers in, talking her out of it, she she continued to throw a fight, and then she started throwing the diaper boxes at us, which is fun. Wow, that's how did you did the like security come in? How was that taken care of? Um, we didn't have to bring in the security. She just kind of chucked the boxes at us. We just we were just calm. We were just talking, like talking her out of it. Like you know, it's desperate times and we can't do much we have to help others yeah completely understandable so i'm sure you know that social distancing has been put in place in illinois and a lot of people are still choosing you know not to stay home or follow the order seriously what's your like how do you, what's your take on that how would you want what would you want to tell people that aren't taking this seriously like with everything that's going on the amount of deaths that are occurring is there anything you'd want to say or tell people like, you know, stay at home or? I do. I want people our age, I want them to understand they're not invincible. They're not immune to this virus because like, it's honestly frustrating when you watch a group of teenagers come in and it's just like, we're putting ourselves out there to help those who need it. But if you're coming in, putting us, exposing, you know, exposing more, uh, putting ourselves in like I don't know how to put it in words but like it's just like stay home home. if you don't need anything just stay home protect yourselves your families yeah that's are you guys only selling like essential items or is everything still being sold like is like you know like there's clothes there's makeup are you guys still selling that or is it exclusively like essential items like food water stuff like that as of right now like this whole store is open. We still have like clothes and makeup, but I feel like as things continue to grow worse, mm-hmm. we're gonna limit the people that come into the store. And at the same time, I feel like we're gonna close the areas where it's just like only have the essential areas open, as in like the pharmacy, grocery, and like yeah. those type of stuff. I think that's all for now. But thank you so much, so much for this. You, I can't even explain how much this helps. Thank you so much. We just want to say thank you for everything that you're doing. And During this trying time, it's really easy for us to feel helpless because we're stuck at home, not really doing much, but there's still so much that we can do um, to help the cause. And one of the best things to do right now is participate in a fundraiser. There are a bunch of local fundraisers going on right now that I'm sure your newspapers and stuff, your local newspapers and stuff are reporting about. One fundraiser in our area is called Chefs Against COVID. What they're doing is they're taking money from their GoFundMe page and they're using that money to buy meals from local restaurants that are in danger of going out of business. And they're taking those meals and they're donating them to hospitals and clinics um, so that they can help healthcare workers that are working really long hours and sometimes can't get food on their table. So it's really cool that they're helping both healthcare workers and people that are just affected by the pandemic at large. A lot of the moms in my neighborhood and my community have been finding like leftover fabric or old shirts around the house, sanitizing them, 
and then they're sewing and making face masks out of them. In fact, some of the teachers in our community, uh, Adi, our physics teacher, yeah, they've been printing 3D face masks, 3D printing face masks to give out to the community. Um, one of our friends is also making homemade masks, so if you guys are into that, um, that would be a really cool project to do with your free time on your hands, um, if you're into sewing and stuff. Another cool thing my family is doing is we're, um, we have an Amazon Prime membership, so we get all our groceries from Amazon so that we don't have to go to the grocery store, but you can also use Instacart and just order a couple of extra canned goods or boxed food items, to, and then you can ship that directly to your food That's pantry. a really cool way to help the community and people who might have lost their jobs during this pandemic and need a little bit of extra help getting food on their table. And you can help them without uh, leaving the comfort of your own home and making sure that you yourself are safe from the virus as well. One of the best things to do if you really can't do anything else is making sure you're social distancing. So following whatever guidelines your state has in place, whether that's being on lockdown and not leaving your house or making sure you avoid big gatherings. I know it's really, really hard for us not to see our friends going from seeing them every day at school all day to never seeing them. We're teenagers, so we're super social, but it, it really is the best way to help. While you're at home, there are still a lot of things that you can do. On YouTube, there's so many workout videos now, so if you've been looking for some motivation or even some extra time to start working out, this would be the perfect opportunity. Take up painting if you're feeling creative or try some yoga. Last week, Adi and I tried yoga for the first time and our legs and our arms were so sore. It was, it was actually really hard. So hard. Um, I've been painting all the wall outlets in my house and seeing how long it takes my family to notice. So that's been really fun. Also, I feel like this is a super common one. Like whenever me and Shreya ask our friends what they're doing for quarantine, they always say, oh, we're baking or oh, we're cooking. And I think that's a really cool, especially we're about to go off to college. So being able to cook is a really good skill to have. So you can definitely work on that. Um, but yeah, no, so like baking and stuff, like a really cool thing um, that you can do. And make sure last but not least, you guys are staying connected. Um, as much as you can, whether that's hanging out with your family, because we have so much extra time to hang out with our family now, or FaceTiming your friends. Um, you can like Netflix party or like watch a movie with them, like with whatever screen sharing app that's going on right now. Um, if it's safe where you live, you can even go on a drive to your friends' houses and wave at them and shout at them from six feet away. As juniors, I think Adia can agree with me when I say that We've been aching and longing for like a second to stop and just take a breath. Junior year is notorious for being the hardest year of high school. So it's given us a lot of time to kind of just focus on ourselves and our mental health. I know I've been doing that. I've been taking this time to just kind of focus on myself and work on me. Um, and on top of that, it's been helping the earth a lot. In Venice, the water in the canals has really cleared up. People see fish returning. In fact, some people even reported seeing dolphins in the Yeah, canals. I saw that. I mean, that's pretty that's cool. amazing. In China, for the first time in so long, if you look up, you can see blue skies. In fact, in fact carbon emissions in China fell about 25% ever since China went on lockdown. Speaking of China, Wuhan, where COVID-19 started, finally lifted their lockdown, I think at the end of March or the beginning of April, um, and things are finally going back to normal there, which shows that like we're almost there and things are going to go back to normal. Um, just remember to hang in there. There's a silver lining to all of this, and we're all in it together. Thank you so much for joining us, and we really hope you enjoyed the first episode of Vibe Check.